down the bitch gang. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. With me on tonight's episode of the of Five on the Floor is Alex Toledo. Uh, follow him at Tropical Blanket and Brady Hawk. Follow him at Brady Hawk 305. The floor plan, I think y'all know where we're going. We are going to deep dive preview the Eastern Conference Finals between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics set to kick off on Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. TNT has the series, uh, so it should, and it's going every other day, so it's going to come at us fast and furious. So today we are going to unpack the series. The floor plan is um, basically we're going to go through the offense, then we're going to talk about the defense. Every in and out of both sides of the ball but before we do, I'm going to tell you about one of our great sponsors here at the Five Reasons Sports Network. Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? You need to call Water Cleanup of Florida. 954-579-0356. That's the number. With over 60 years of, com- of combined experience, Michael, Robert, George, and their team are prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged area. They'll do it all for you. They're fully licensed, insured, certified. They provide the one-stop shopping that every busy homeowner or even business owner requires. No need to bring in other contractors that handle everything start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach County. Again, call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356, or visit the website, wcufl.com. That's Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-579-0356. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. All right, y'all. I'm excited for this series. I can't believe we're here. Spolster talked about today um, how he wishes he could have uh, – basically queued up the se- the season to hit to the group by saying if you make it through this sludge fest of a of a of a season that this will be the fruits of that labor because like I feel like if fans heard that too we would have t- taken the season a lot differently but here we are it's heat Celtics and the crazy thing about today is nobody thinks the heat have a chance I saw some analytic I don't know what numbers they're using. ESPN has Miami at a 3% chance of winning this series. So essentially, um, I think uh, Brian Fonseca, uh, who is tapped into what's happening in Vegas, said that this is looking like the betting favorite is Boston in five if you go to Vegas. Like, that's where the odds are. So nobody's given the Heat a chance. I like that that's where they're at. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. We just saw Jason Tatum drop 51 um, they're calling it one of the greatest performances in Boston history. Uh, and we know that Jimmy Butler is capable of matching him. Um, Brady, I'm going to start with you about the offense in terms of who do you think starts on Jason Tatum? And basically, 
what do you think they're going to do um, with Jimmy Butler? Because I, I think that there's a correlation between the two, and I'll get to that in a second. But let's start at Jason Tatum. How do you think they match up there? First, maybe we go through the cross matches um, that may take place and just kind of paint the picture of what it's going to look like um, on the defensive side of the ball. I, get, I said we were going to start with offense, but I'm switching it up, and we're going to start with defense. How do they stop Jason Tatum? So it's interesting. Like we said, we talked about it a lot on the, the last podcast where we kind of went into it's so depending on what the, the lineups are going to be, uh, specifically the starting lineup. But I know starters don't really matter into the big context of it because like as much as I think love starts and they don't want to change anything up and it's going to depend on if Boston goes small or big. Uh, this feels like a Caleb Martin series and Haywood Heisman series just because they need that versatility. They need the, the perimeter defense in general. Uh, I think I mentioned on the last podcast as well that if you look at Caleb's numbers guarding uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum in the regular season, they are not pretty. <laughs> they are not good numbers you would look at. But I don't really care about that. Like, he's just a guy that can make them work in a way that is just – he's just done that certain stuff in the past that it, I, I'm not worried about that. So, in terms of how do they stop Jason Tatum, it's – a first of all, I'll say uh, – I talked about it a lot in the last series that they use Jimmy in such an interesting way. They put him off ball. They start putting him on these guys that, like, can't – like shoot and can't play offensively, which would be Marcus Smart in this sense. But I don't think they have the defensive talent right now to deploy Jimmy in that role against this specific team. They can do that when there's only one guy in Brunson. You cannot do that against this Boston team. So things are going to adjust in another direction. Jimmy's going to be much more on ball. The question becomes if they go big, I'm guessing he guards Tatum. If they go small, he probably guards Tatum still, unless they're saying that they if they go small and Miami keeps the love starting lineup, then Bam has to guard Tatum. But mostly I'd expect a lot of Jimmy on Tatum, and it'll be interesting to see how they deal with it because there's like instances where let's even start with the Giannis versus Bam factor where they're going to double Giannis in any capacity. But if it's Giannis on, against Bam down low, they don't send a double. Like They're like, okay, we'll live with that one-on-one -on -one matchup. So I wonder to the, what extent they're going to say we'll live with Jimmy on Tatum and, and kind of see they're still going to uh, wall off the paint. We know what they're going to do in that sense, that they're just going to basically not let them try to get inside. That's what I thought Tatum did a ton of in that game seven. He was just getting to the basket at will, which feels like he should do more often. <laughs> like if I'm Jason Tatum, like it seems like he yeah. could do it much easier than he, than he steps into a lot of these jumpers and that's kind of leads to the inefficiency. Uh, so you got to force tough shots. I was asking, I asked like Bam and Caleb and some different guys, like what the differences of guarding is uh, Tatum and Brown compared to some of the guys they face. And the Bam said, uh, they both both those guys could get you 40 and it's true it's like this that's why this is totally different you cannot play this the same as you play these other teams because you have to put your best on ball defenders actually on the guys that are on ball so it's going to be a lot of jimmy on tatum the question is and it, it's messed up because we were talking about how they could use tyler in the series and that's more for the offensive side of things but man could they have used vic it's like i, yeah. I look at this and i'm like god he would have been one such, short he would have been a perfect player for this series as we know and it's not it's like a bold take. We watched it last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, what he did to Brown uh, and those type of guys. And even now adding another guard in Brogdon. It's like you just need that extra extra perimeter guard defender. They don't have that right now, which is why Haywood Highsmith, I, I'm not, I don't know if he's going to hold Tatum to two for 14 type shooting. He could, but uh, they just need him. To, they need these guys just to bother them. And it feels like if they could just kind of be annoying, that that's kind of the principles it feels like compared to like the, the main adjustments that they made, I guess, in the first and second round. 
No, I, I'm with you there because you're not going to stop Tatum. P.J. Brown got – or P.J. Brown, my gosh, I'm getting old. P.J. Tucker, didn't he get that assignment a lot? I felt like Jimmy was on Jalen Brown, and they let P.J. do the Tatum dealing, and that also freed up Bam. And that's like a whole different aspect of this. Alex, like how, how are these matchups going to happen? So like if Jimmy is on Tatum or Brown and – are we just assuming that Bam is on the other one? Is he taking that defensive assignment from jump or are they finding a creative way to get somebody else on him? Um, I, I just, it, it's an interesting, like with the cross matches and such, I, I'm just interested in your perspective on how they line up defensively on those two guys specifically um, because all the other matchups, then it starts to get wonky when you try to figure out where does Gabe fit in? Who do you hide Max on? I guess it's Marcus Smart. Um, wh where do you see them kind of uh, landing guarding Brown and Tatum together? Well, that's why it's it's really interesting to think about. I know we talked about this a little bit on the last pod, but I don't know what they're going to go with. Assuming that they start with the bigger lineup, which is what they did to end the Sixers series, they won those two games, assuming they're going to stick with what worked out for them, even though it's obviously a different series. I think you keep the big starting lineup, you attach – Kevin Love to Al Horford, regardless. Um, you put Bam on Rob Williams to keep him towards the back line. He can roam a little bit and just hope you don't get killed off of um, lobs and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it, you can keep Bam closer to the paint if you haven't matched up on Rob. I'm putting Jimmy on Tatum for a lot of the series. I think Brady was right. You're going to see more of that. Um, but it's not just going to be a, about Jimmy Butler. You know, he mentioned Caleb and Heisman. They're definitely going to get looks yeah, on yeah. him and Jalen Brown. But as far as the starting lineup, I'm not 100% sure if they're going to – if in that scenario, if Jimmy's on Tatum, I don't know that they will go – I don't know if they will go to Max or Gabe to guard Jalen Brown. I, I said yesterday it could be Gabe. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Max. Last year we saw Max try to deal with Al Horford. You guys mentioned that earlier today in the chat, and it was a good point. Like there, there is a lot of different ways that we can go with this. You can kind of get creative and say um, Bam guards Horford and kind of just lives with him shooting – love on Rob Williams and it's even kind of you're leading more into the helping stuff it's dangerous because Horford can obviously hit the open threes but some That's of your game plan is is kind of based on walling off the paint and allowing open threes anyway like there's a lot of different ways they can play the matchups like I said there's going to be plenty of times where guys are switched off off ball um not to mention if they go back to switching in this series on ball I'm not sure if they will I I think I, I was thinking about what I would like to see as far as their schemes and the matchups um, I would like to see the drop be their base, but I want to see a lot of I, – I, I would like to see them mixing in the the, the switch looks. I I'm, I would like to see them mixing in um, doubles for Jason and specifically when Jimmy is not on him. I, I wouldn't mind like a surprise double here and there kind of once he starts trying to get to the rim or get to his spot. Um, but I'm, I'm mostly keeping Jimmy on an island with Tatum and staying home. Otherwise, like when it's other guys that you might not feel great about, I'm sending that early double, and you just got to make sure, you know, the other guys are, are rotating um, on a string. I think you're going to see a lot of that with, with um, both of the Jays. And I think if if they go with the small ball lineup, I'm not sure who they start, but I think that would, that would lead to more switching, if I had to guess, um, whether they start Caleb or Love or not. I think Love is not somebody that they would switch and leave on an island. They would probably... Um, if they were to just switch everything, they would send a whole lot of help. I haven't really seen him switch out much at all. Maybe they go back to a um, a show and recover with K-Love, have everybody else switch. 
there is a lot of different ways they could go with it. And it really depends on kind of what the Celtics lean into, the big ball or the small ball. And I think, you know, they didn't really want to say anything today at practice because why would they really? But I I, I would assume that they're ready for kind of both looks because you have to be like all season. Yeah. They really played against that small ball Celtics team um, and they haven't played them since January. You know, they played them before the, the Heat added Kevin Love. Obviously, now the Celtics have come back to their bigger starting lineup that they threw out against the Heat last year. So that regular season um, series is not a great sample to draw from, you know, I think Jimmy missed some of those games. Tyler played in those yep. games. Uh, one of those games, like, uh, they didn't have both bigs. Like, there was just a lot going on. So there's really not a lot to predict, right? Like, maybe you can look at the regular season stuff and be like, okay, maybe with the small ball looks, we'll see this and that. Um, otherwise, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think there's any easy answer for what the starters are, are going to match up with. Like, if they go small, do you keep Love in there, put him on, on Horford? And, you know, Jimmy on, I mean, excuse me, Bam on Tatum. Like, uh, that seems really risky. You, I think yeah. you want him closer to the rim. I don't know. They, I'm not sure where they go with this. That's that's kind of the theme to all of this. It's, I, I'm, I, I'm excited to see game one, to see kind of exposed solutions to all these things and what his base is. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And part of what I guess uh, – makes me flinch a little bit is that I feel like the heat are waiting to see how the Celtics are going to play, or at least maybe that's how we're conceptualizing it. And I don't like the idea of them um, kind of dictating where this series is heading. So I'm interested to see how Miami combats that because right now it looks like they have no choice, but to see how Boston wants to approach this, are they going to play the two bigs? Are they going to go back to the lineup that was playing prior with Derek white? We haven't talked about Derek white or Malcolm Brogdon yet. And I think both of those guys have the opportunity to have big series. Uh, Gabe's going to have, his hands full basically uh you know following either guys bigger than him or guards that are trying to shoot a ton um so that that's interesting do either of you think that there's going to be zone in this series a ton of zone i i'm thinking that it's not going to be a zone heavy very little series. very little from alex brady yeah i don't love it here i just think that's what they do like a Shout out Cooper Moore because he was asking stuff at practice today like about the five out stuff and that's what leans into this like if they go five out you just can't like, they just can't do it. Like, it's just too tough. Like the whole point of a zone is to like protect a certain element of the court. And if you're, they're not going to attack that, it's like, what are you going to it for? What um, about the big lineup? Would you try it, you know, in rare occasions versus the, the, the big lineup where you have one less shooter on the court? You could, I mean, like if they go big with that starting lineup specifically, especially with smart out there, I think you definitely could because now you're, you have Tatum and Brown probably playing more ISO ball. So, like, in that sense, I guess you could, but I just don't know how long – Boston feels like a team that can crack it easily. Like, it feels like they just – they're going to send one of those guys in the middle and all of a sudden they're going to re- reverse things and all of a sudden Miami's going to be scrambling to get out of it. So, it's like – you said it, it's very little. Like, they could do it sporadically, but, like, all the things we've been discussing, it feels like they have, like, actual matchup changes and personnel changes they can make to throw this series off where it's like the zone may not be the wrinkle that they need to go to, but I just want to throw one other thing in on the defensive side of things. I was looking at – they average 12 turnovers a game, Boston does, which is second least among teams in the playoffs. I was looking at their regular season stuff, which doesn't really matter. Like, even when I was looking back at like regular season film, and it makes me laugh how much that stuff does not matter because I'm watching like Haslam on the court or Lando Robinson on the court. And I'm like, what am I? This means nothing. But either way, 
the the four games they played Boston was they had forced them into 20 turnovers, 17, 17, and 19, which is like, that's the key. Like they forced Boston way above what they usually do in terms of turning the ball over. So like if they can do that and they did it in the Eastern Conference Finals as well, like that was one of the reasons they were able to do things. Not even I'm thinking in my, when I think about that, I think in my head of Jalen Brown losing the ball every two seconds to Depot and kind of going the other direction. Yeah. But that wasn't even the only reason. Like they were turning the ball over in a different way. There was the yeah, I remember the one game where Jimmy had back-to-back steals at home to like turn the game around. It was it had to be like games one or two where he just got like literally in a span of twenty seconds four points and two steals. So it's like if they can turn the ball over, things look different. That's the way this defense all year has been run. Like if they it's it's just a weird dynamic because we'll get into the offense as well. But this is also a boss team that does not get to the free throw line. So it's like you have to control pace. And if you can control pace in a way by like, if you're not going to be, uh, they've turned it up at least in the playoffs, but the, the tra- tr- high level transition team, you have to be able to turn, get some turnovers, at least get some easy ones. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. And it's, it, it's a lot on, I guess, Spo just kind of doing his masterful things and, throw, and throwing wrinkles that we've been talking about. And a lot on Bam and a lot on Jimmy. And I bet it's going to be a lot on Kyle Lowry. Um, how about this? They got Bam out of bio on prize picks. And we're going to pivot to offense here. His points, rebounds, and assists is at 29 and a half. I feel like this is going to be a Bam Adebayo series. So I would go more than 29 and a half in game one for Bam Adebayo on prize picks. Y'all know the code 5FIVE. That's how you get your initial deposit matched up to $100. Prize picks is daily fantasy simplified. You choose your favorite players on your favorite teams from your favorite sports. You can mix and match sports, players, teams, and um. Choose up to six players on one card. You can do flex plays, power plays, win up to 10 times your money. Use the code 5FIVE to get your initial deposit matched up to $100. That's FIVE. They do have some heat props up. They've got Jimmy Butler, points, rebounds, and assists at 40.5. I'm going more than that as well. Kyle Lowry, 14.5 points and assists. I'm going more than that as well. You can do the same at Prize Picks. Use the code 5FIVE to get your initial deposit matched up to $100. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, so it's offensive time. Um, This is going to be interesting because I feel like there's a couple things here. First off, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but Jimmy Butler has to be right for this series to go good for Miami. Um, I don't see a scenario where can Jimmy be the Jimmy of the New York series and they win this series. Cause I think he has to kind of revert closer to the Milwaukee Jimmy. And I hate to speak in general terms like that. Um, do either of you disagree with me that he has to, uh, you know, ba- ba- basically elevate from where he was uh, in most of the Knicks series. I think, it de- I, was just saying, I, think it, I think it depends on what they throw at him as well, because like if they, if it's not going to be look good, if like, if they're throwing what New York threw at him, especially in that, that last game in game six, it's like, you're relying on role players a lot, but you're also relying on really good shots. Like I talked about that third and fourth quarter. It was so crazy. The fact they were sending two or three guys. I mean, it was like every possession. It was a Duncan Robinson open three, Caleb Martin open three, Max Strews open three. And it's like, yeah, if they're hitting, it looks good. But I don't really expect Boston they'll, – they'll throw wrinkles and they're going to throw doubles at him, of course. But that is not going to be their base. So the fact that New York You're threw right. that as their base is, is an insane thing to do, especially when you have a guy that Jimmy, like, that's so unselfish. So I don't think we'll see that. But to your point, you definitely need a healthy Jimmy, and you're not going to win, I don't think, with him in that mode. You need him to go and have those games, Not maybe not a 56 in Milwaukee or maybe not <laughs> yeah. a 47 in Boston that he had last year. But you're going to need big games. You're just going to need big scoring games because he's the guy that can that gets everybody else going once he starts scoring. And that he's the guy that controls momentum. He controls everything along those lines that doesn't even add up to X's and O's. So I definitely agree. I think they, they need their role players to play well in this series. I think they need their role players to extend Boston's role players. Like, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Like, it's like you have your two guys on each side that we're going to harp on. You need them to at least – I don't know if you need them to match them or play better than them. Uh but in either way, you need Jimmy to be Jimmy. So if that's the only way your role players are going to end up kind of playing in that range. That's so true. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because it's it really is. It's like Jimmy and Bam, you basically have to not hope. You have to expect that, that they match what Tatum and Jalen do. Not necessarily like stat for stat. It's about impact. It's about momentum. It's about a, a setting the tone on both ends. There's a lot of ways that that can uh, materialize. Um. But the others, Alex, like everybody basically is saying, well, Boston is littered with talent up and down the roster, have so many weapons, which the Heat do not have. And essentially they're in a situation where they are going to need a Duncan Robinson to step up and shoot uh, as he shot uh, in the fourth quarter of playoff games in the last four years. We looked that up and it was an insane percentage. Um, I think 49% or something like that. Uh, random stat of of the show um what do you see from the others like who who is the guy we i kyle was my x factor guy but i feel like it's more than kyle it's gonna take a whole bunch of these guys to kind of uh step up in different ways um what are you expecting from the others who are the most important of the others in your eyes i mean really um it's it's a tough question because i think Naturally, you're going to say the guys who have already been most important for you, you know, the Kyles, the Caleb's, the Caleb's, the Gabe's, and, you know, Max, all those guys are going to be very important. You kind of need everything to go right, you know, especially for a team missing Tyler Hero, 
um, they're back in the conference finals. It's awesome as the A seed. It's amazing. But I think there's going to be sort of a combination of both these series in a way with the Celtics where, you know, like Brady was talking about there, um, I don't think they're going to play as aggressive defensively as the Knicks did, where it's going to be um, more of an emphasis on pushing pace and specifically constantly moving the ball at a rapid pace, whereas versus the Bucks, it was a lot more one-on-one work, one work for Jimmy Butler and even for Bam. Um I think it's going to be a mix of both looks because the Celtics historically, when they play Rob Williams um, with Horford, like to have him as a roamer, going to send a lot of help to the paint. And therefore someone's going to be open. Someone is going to, is going to be open. So whoever is open, right. Whoever is the one being left open is the one who is the key player. I think Lowry is going to be a huge part of this because um, as you guys have already mentioned, I think we talked about it on the last part too. He wasn't healthy. He wasn't healthy last year, had one great game. And I think now he's going to be a big part of not only um, you know, getting those bench units going when Jimmy's off the floor. He's probably going to pay a little bit more of the series, whether it's with Gabe or not. Um, you know, everybody is going to have to do their part. And it's I'm interested to see the way that they defend the Heat because last year they spent so much time switching throughout the season and then dropped against the Heat in the playoffs, um, at least on ball screens, and, and we're switching stuff off ball. Um, if they stay in the drop, I, I mean, the thing is, I think Jimmy Butler has – Regardless, I think he's not like the drop. And even though teams don't necessarily respect the shot a lot, he will make you pay. He will make you pay. He knows how to find the pockets. All that is good. And then if, if they switch, we know that they will go to a lot of um, guard or wing screening actions to try to get one of Boston's smaller defenders involved and to get Jimmy with the, with the mismatch there where they'll likely send a second guy. So, again, there's going to be somebody open there. And – I think they kind of have their solutions for Jimmy Butler, right? The the Heat do on offense for no matter what the Celtics do. I think really it's about the rest of the guys. Like you said, I'm a little bit worried that if the Celtics are going to um, stay home on three, which, you know, for the season, that's kind of what they did. They defended the, the three at a high level. It was not – they're not like the Heat, where the Heat are allowing a lot of open threes. The Celtics mostly don't. The one time that they kind of – leak a little bit from three like i mentioned is when rob is leaving a guy open to come roam into the paint as a rim protector it's going to be a tough series for everybody and i think this series is going to be one where the margin for error really 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 tightens on both ends of the floor and that's why like for example when we were talking about defense and brady was going into the turnover stuff and the way that the heat have turned over the celtics this season last playoffs etc that's going to be huge you need there's going to be more of an emphasis on those battlegrounds that we talked about all season because in a matchup this tough you got to do that stuff you got to do that stuff you got to turn them over consistently you can't have games where they're beating you there and not only turn them over but actually convert <laughs> have more points off turnovers than them um i think that type of stuff is going to be huge on defense and on offense like there's not going to be very many openings so you're going to have to be very precise with the way that you go about it and I don't think it's going to be as crisp as it might have looked sometimes versus the Knicks. Like Brady mentioned, with well, all those open looks with the way the Knicks were defending, there's going to be tougher looks for Bam and for the rest of the guys. So that's where I get a little bit nervous. But I, I think, like I mentioned before, Spo is going to have the game plans, whether or not the Celtics go big or small. And so I'm really just interested to see how he starts there. I think it's going to be um, a series where they need to emphasize more off-ball movement and constant off-ball action because the, you can't just let the Celtics, um, you know, be in their sets and be in their stance in a half-court defense all the time. So, you know, a lot of that type of stuff they're going to need to be on point with. 
And yeah, it's this is going to be the toughest series for sure. Max and Kyle. It just screams Max and Kyle to me. I, I, I can't help but, but continue to go there. But I think y'all are right in terms of Spolstra, the advantage in coaching. I think that there's in-the-moment stuff that could take place also that we're not – we can't even project forward on how that stuff plays out um, where Spolstra may have an advantage um, – you know, making adjustments at halftime, making adjustments on the fly. Those are things that we can't really talk about in a thoughtful way because they're going to have using your timeouts. Yeah, using your timeouts as we and your challenges, um, your challenges, all that stuff. So there's there is a side of offense and defense that's transcendent on a uh, on us being able to even discuss it. Um, but we're really what this boils down to is the Heat are going to have to play above their heads in some ways. Um, to get this done, but I think it's doable. And that's the crazy thing is that we've arrived at a place where this team can get this done despite being heavy underdogs. I'm looking on better edge right now. Um, if you choose them to win the series, they're a plus four, one, three, four, 13. That means it gives them like a 19% probability chance on better edge to win the series. If you use the code five RSN on better edge, You'll get 20 bucks to play. You put that $20 down on the Miami Heat and they win the series against the Celtics, the payout would be $102.60 right now. It is the stock exchange for sports betting. Um, a lot of people ask us what makes it different. It's basically a marketplace where users are buying and selling positions without a VIG instead of a traditional sports book where the book sets the price and accepts your bet, takes fees, pays out the winnings. Better Edge is a marketplace that connects users on opposite sides of the bets at their own set prices. So that's what's a lot different. It's legal. Use the code 5RSN. You'll get the 20 bucks to start playing now. Put it on the heat because that's what you should do because you know that's what I'm going to tell you to do. The Heat are also big-time um, underdogs in game one, so you can even play there. Uh, but use that code 5RSN to get the 20 bucks at Better Edge. Uh, so that's prize picks, code 5, and Better Edge 5RSN. Keeping my code straight. All right, final thoughts. And then we need predictions because I think tomorrow we may have a guest. Ethan will be back. And then it's going to be Wednesday and y'all ain't going to hear from us until after the game um, or slightly before or during. So uh, we're going to go to predictions here. So um, Alex, I'll start with you. Final thoughts on this series. Anything we didn't touch on that you want to make sure you get out into the atmosphere um, and your predictions, sir. Well, I guess as far as things that we didn't touch on, you know, kind of a little bit hopping back to what we were talking about before, whether or not the Celtics drop or switch, if they do continue to drop like they did during the playoffs against the Heat last year, um, I think it's going to be a, a big-time opportunity for the Heat shooters. The Heat know how to find their shooters um, open off a drop, even though the Celtics defended at a high level. And I think specifically the pick-and-pop stuff with Kevin Love could come into play here if that's how the Celtics are going to defend. And, you know, we he always works on those pick-and-pop shooting drills. We saw it again today um, after practice. I think that's, you know, if they start Rob, if they're dropping, that's that's Kevin Love's uh, music right there. I think that's where he can kind of find more openings and more playing time for him. I think it depends on some of the, what Boston does. But, yeah, I, I, that's you might be able to find the shooters a little bit easier. The Heat have historically struggled against switching when you're, talking about guys outside of Jimmy. 
Um, Bam has found answers against it, but it, it's, it hasn't been as consistent and as a at the same level as Jimmy because, you know, how could you? But really, um, we're going to see some more of that. Bam try to create his own bucket, and I, I think it's going to be an interesting test for him because we saw last playoff series, um, you know, he could have a great game where he looks amazing, like everything's put together. And the next game, he might give you 11 points, and everybody's complaining about his aggression again. And it was just kind of a roller coaster of those types of games. Hopefully, it's a little bit steadier. Maybe you don't need the 30 point games if you're just giving the steady 20 ish every game, right? And they're not, it's not going to be easy. It's much, all of this is so much easier said than done. So, yeah, it's going to be a real test for him. It's, and I'm interested to see what the Celtics do to the Heat because I think, you know, um, that's where the tone is going to be set. Because a lot of stuff is up in the air. As far as my prediction, man, it's. I know it's really you hate hard. these, but I'm putting you on the spot. No, you got to put you got to put one out there. I made the predictions for the last two series. I, the first one was um, Bucks and six, then it was Heat and six. So I was right with one, and it's it's really tough not to do brain versus heart predictions on here. I, I know you didn't ask that, so I'm not no, going to do, do it. it. But that's fine. Ethan would hold you your feet to the fire, but you no. can do brain versus heart. Let's go. Okay. For, in, instead of brain versus heart, what I'm going to say is everything in my mind wants me to say Heat in six or Heat in seven. I think they're capable of winning a, a game seven in Boston. I think Jimmy told you last year that they were going to be back here and that they were going to get it done this time, and I'm not going to doubt that, man. I think Prophetic. he's the best player in the series. Tatum is an awesome player. Jalen Brown is a very good player. Jimmy is the best player in the series on a night-to-night basis. I think, bam is is right there he's going to be a huge part of this especially if they win the stuff that makes me think um that the celtics would win is jimmy's ankle mm-hmm. if he if he looks hobbled like he did in some of those games uh, to end the Knicks series or you know um where he's not as aggressive getting into the paint then that's what i'm worried and i'm probably going to pick the celtics i think the other thing that i didn't mention is the three-point shooting that was kind of a low-hanging fruit it's an obvious thing we've mentioned it plenty of times you know all season they were terrible at it um, they were batted in the playoffs last year after being number one. So we've kind of seen both sides of the same coin. And then in the first round, very hot. They were very Historic hot. And in the awful. second round, went back down to 30%. You need somewhere in the middle. Obviously, you would hope for better than that. I think you need – you cannot have – you cannot afford those stinker nights from three versus the Celtics. And that really sucks because all the other stuff, like I said, all those other battlegrounds, battlegrounds are very important. The schemes, the matchups, all that stuff, figuring that out is going to be very important. But – Man, if you know what I mean, like if the Celtics are twenty percent, you're gonna lose. That's it. If the Celtics are hitting those open threes that you're allowing them, because we're gonna see a lot of ball pressure and a lot of aggressive defense in general, like and and you're not hitting yours at the same time. Good luck to you. And and those are the types of things that get me to say the Celtics should win. They're the better team. They should be favored, right? Like they had the way better season, and that's why that stupid analytic favors them by ninety-seven percent or whatever it was. But I think. Once you get down to it in a seven-game series, they've got the much better coach. They've got the best player in the series. Now you just got to win in the margins and the stuff you can't control and then just hope to God those threes, you know, there's no big gap. You can't have the Celtics having their night and you also having stinkers. You've got to have all that stuff controlled. And, you know, the margin for error is going to be tiny. Heat and six. I like it. Brady, final thoughts and prediction. So I do have some – Final thought, like a schematics of what they can do offensively. I think the number one thing is something we're going to talk about a lot is just Jimmy hunting switches. It's just what he's always going to do against this team. He's going to do it. 
there's like guys like smart and Derek white that are known as really good defenders, but they're not really good defenders for a guy like Jimmy Butler. So it doesn't just mean that if you're a good defender, Brogdon. you don't want that guy. Yeah. Like Brogdon as well. He is going to attack any guard on the floor. And most of the time it feels like Boston gives up those switches. So it's just about getting him in his spots. And then the question is once he gets, and this is when this kind of the topic we just had about kind of what they face against the Knicks. Once he gets in those spots and let's say he's a big game one in that region, like, do they start adjusting to send the double once he gets on those switches? And then now the adjustments start to come from Miami, and that's how a series kind of goes. So that's number one. Number two is the BAM thing I think is important just because, like, and I, it, I, there's this idea that's, like, setting him up for, for, like, not success by saying this. But he averaged 25 points a game in the regular season against Boston. And that is not to say that he's going to average 25 points a game in the playoffs. That's probably not even going to be his role is to do that. But he has to take advantage in the ways that he took advantage of the regular season. And you know he's capable of doing it because uh, he was facing single coverage a lot of the time. Like, he's not going to see, uh, because he was talking today, kind of like watching the ways that they guarded Embiid. Like, they're not going to guard him the same way because they have Jimmy Butler on the floor. (laughs) Like, you wouldn't be able to guard Embiid that way if they they had Jimmy Butler on the floor, which they had in the past, and they still couldn't get to the conference finals somehow. And that's just a throw in there because we just have to do that to Philly. But, uh it's going to be interesting to see the way that they do that because that's why I said in the last podcast that Kyle Lowry, I think is the X factor is because something they go to a ton against this team is Kyle Lowry and Bam pick and rolls. They've done it in every single game. I think back to last year, they, they do it all the time. They like the matchup there. If Kyle's taking the pull up, great. If he's not taking the pull up, pull up, Bam is kind of the, the whole point here. They want to get Bam involved as much as possible. And this is where things get interesting to me because I put it on Twitter earlier that the way that they use, we, we always talk about how, well, if Jimmy's getting double and they have to move him off ball, well, how do they utilize him to make it make sense and not just put him in the corner and just let him sit there? The way they did it was they started putting him in the dunker spot and just let him just flip back and forth. So whoever the help defender was, was just getting a workout. Like they could not get comfortable help wise. It was like, what does that mean? It's like, well, Bam is not going to get, see help in the paint. And when he gets to his pull up, when he tries to get to the rim, it's just going to be one-on-one with him and Robert Williams or one-on-one with him and Horford. And it makes things a lot easier. Uh, and there's definitely going to be opportunities that we saw even in that that one game. It was actually the game where Jimmy said Boston him on the way. And then he went and had that big game. He did that like a ton. Like he kept just, they just kept finding him down low and those little high low actions are just something else they can get to in this series. So I think that's going to be an interesting way, the way that if they, it, it's a, the adjustment part, but if Jimmy goes a little crazy and then all of a sudden they're trying to find a way to utilize him, that's something I would look for. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is, uh, the Kayla Martin factor, because I always I, I, I've asked him about this a couple of times because it feels like every series he knows he talks about it all the time that like teams put their either their best help defender or their best player overall on him because they want to either give their best player a breather and help off or they want to put their help defender on because they're just going to fully help off of him. It's not a knock on him. He's been really good. It's just when you have certain shooters on the floor, that's the guy you have to pick to help off of. So let's just hypothetically say the Boston's adjustment is we're going to put Robert Williams on you. And we're going to have him put two feet in the one foot in the paint, one foot on the box. And we're going to dip off you and just not let Jimmy get to the paint. Now it's time for Caleb Martin to kind of make them pay. And it's not just about hitting the pull, the catch and shoot stuff. It's about facilitating in a way and making the right decisions, which everything I've seen, not only in the regular season, but in the playoffs as well, leads me in the direction of saying that he will do that because I've seen some, like we've all seen some really good stuff from him in a way that uh, as Alex does the, the greatest role player celebration of all time, uh, like he's made these guys pay. So it's like, if he could do that, that opens up everything as well. So I'm interested just to see those type of adjustments. And then the last thing I'll say is the prediction. Uh, I lean heat in seven. I do. 
I I see in it like I said I said Heat and six as well in the last series, so I got did get one right. Uh, and I kind of felt like that because I think Miami knew that they had to close it out in six because I think it was even when we talked about it before that game, we're like it's it's a weird situation. Now you're like you're up three one, you go back to the to the the garden. Now all of a sudden there's momentum shifting. I like Jimmy Butler's chances in, in, in this hypothetical world where we have a tied up series three three. I like Jimmy Butler's chances heading into that building and pulling off a win after what happened last season. So that's why I'm not in the same feeling of like, you need to win at home. Like you need to get it back down to home. So it's like, and and everything we learned about last season, the Eastern Conference finals, no team won at home. Essentially everybody was just winning on the road for some reason, which hasn't been the case this season. They have not lost at home yet this season, somehow in the playoffs. So that's, they've took care of, of kind of home court in that way. Uh, But I do lean heat in seven. I think it's going to be an absolute grind of a series. But I, the last thing I'll say, by the way, because we always talk about like home court advantage, and we talked about it last year. And we talk about like that Miami having like this underdog mentality. There's a like a way of thinking about it that I think Miami likes this. Like I think Miami likes going in and punching first in the other person's building because there's this there's this mentality when you have that home court advantage last season, and you're like, we need to get both. We need to get both of these games. You have to go in. You have to take care of this. They go back down in, into these series, and it's like. We just got to get one. Yeah. Like we just got to get one of these games, just throw a couple haymakers, get one of these games. And all of a sudden this team's kind of a little more panicked than they want to be. Now you're feeling comfortable heading back home, but you played really well at all season. So that's why I lean in that direction. I think they're, they're comfortable in the position that they are right now. And, and they always so seem to be comfortable in these down, in these 3% chance situations. Uh, but that's just what they're, they're taking advantage of right now. And I, I like their chances eating seven. All right, so I'm going to mention one more thing before you close your life. Um, the one thing I also forgot to mention from before, the Celtics since last season, throughout the regular season, throughout the playoffs, throughout this regular season, and throughout this playoffs, the one place where they really allow shots at a high rate is the mid-range. And I think that plays into the Heat's advantage. I wanted to throw that in here because um, it, it would have felt bad to not include it. The Heat were really good at that all season compared to – you know, the way that they finished or didn't finish at the rim and the way that they weren't hitting shots from three at a consistent level. They were very good consistently in the mid-range at a high level, at a high rate, I should say. And I I know I've mentioned that a bunch of times all season. Jimmy's going to be able to find his spots there. Um, maybe not all the time because, as we mentioned here, if there's going to be more, I think, low post work and, and kind of playing off of that if they're going to be switching smaller guys onto him. But um, if, if, they're, if he does find points where they're dropping – when, um, you know, running a screen on Jimmy Butler, I think he's going to find those pockets to take those shots, and he's going to take them. If they're le- giving him that shot, he will take it. Completely agree with everything Bam said. I mean, Brady said about Bam there regarding the one-on-one stuff. It's That's why the onus is on him, because more likely than not, they're going to keep they're gonna keep the guy on an island there. And I think um, Bam will be able to find some shots in the mid-range against the Celtics defense, especially if they're dropping versus him. If the bigs are going to... Um, Drop there. I think he can find the pockets. They're going to have to the passes that Tyler know how to hit him with. And I think there's also opportunities there for Kyle. We know he has that little mid-range turnaround. And we even saw him kind of snaking pick and rolls and finding the spot and in, in the mid-range jump shot last series. We got some real Chris Paul stuff. So I think those opportunities will be there for him too. He knows how to read defenses. But yeah, you know, that's kind of the Celtics. That's what they're giving you. That is what their defensive game plan is giving you as a you know, a product of um, defending the rim at a pretty high level, um, defending the three at a pretty high level, they're going to give you the mid-range shots. And, you know, that he can take advantage there. 
they that speaks to Gabe. It speaks to Kyle. It speaks Gabe to too. Jimmy. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, we haven't lot. talked a lot about Gabe, by the way. This yeah, series, it's weird. They're going to need his scoring. I mean, like we we basically have floated through this drop killer episode, and we haven't talked about the drop killer they don't have in Tyler Hero, and obviously we did sprinkle in a little Ladipo for the defensive angle, but but I mean they were already probably a creator short against Boston with Tyler hero. So now for me, it, it has a lot to do with Gabe Vincent. I think that that's um, a guy that's going to have to be aggressive as we've seen. He's not a- afraid to be aggressive and that's good. They need him to have that mentality to keep defensive defenses honest. I think your point on Caleb Martin is also interesting about the fact that they help off of him a lot. They got, he has to make them pay. He was a, DMP coach's decision in game seven last year. He is going to be a huge factor in this series. And I just can't run from the fact that that is a huge uh, difference in this series. The shooting has to show up. But for me, it boils down to really one thing. It gets super simple. This is about Jimmy and how his ankle is. If he is fine and moving fine and able to do all the Jimmy Butler things he can do where he doesn't have to think before doing anything on the basketball court, heat and six. If the if Jimmy Butler is hobbled at all, I mean, I don't know that I can in good conscience sunshine pump to you other than maybe the Celtics um, – that the heat can push this to seven and the Celtics overwhelm them finally. Cause I really, they need top, top Jimmy, but I'm sticking with the prediction. Cause I think Jimmy will, um, as he predicted himself, he got back here. He's going to show up heat and six. Thank you to our sponsors. Water cleanup of Florida, Better Edge, Prize Picks. Use the code five on Prize Picks, five RSN on Better Edge, Water Cleanup of Florida. We will have you covered uh, for the next two days leading up to the series, pregame, postgame. You know where to find us, 5 Reason Sports YouTube channel, 5 Thank you for joining us. Peace out. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the 5 Reason Sports Network. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.